the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 10 Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. Hear the words of God in Solomon again. Delight is not seemly for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over princes. Fools do not deserve any delight or pleasure or joy in their lives. It is not right. A man without wisdom or that does not rule his spirit should be rebuked and punished instead. Fools should not be allowed joy, for honor or pleasure encourages them in their folly. It is even worse when employees take liberties with their employers or citizens do so with their rulers. Employees and citizens should know their place and stay in their roles. God and Solomon compared them to a bird wandering from its nest or leaving its proper place, which brings much harm to them and to society. King Solomon was a great king over Israel, and he taught wisdom by the use of such proverbs as this one. To promote wisdom in a nation requires that fools be dishonored, rebuked, and punished. If this practice isn't followed, then folly will become acceptable or even honorable, which will destroy the glory and success of a nation. Furthermore, the essential respect of authority requires servants and princes to keep their respective offices without confusion. It is ridiculous to honor fools and allow them freedom or pleasure. Folly is despicable and damning, so fools should be despised and punished. Any other action encourages fools in their folly and discourages the pursuit of wisdom. It sends the wrong message to the nation, especially the young and impressionable. It is better to punish fools, for it has a wonderful effect on observers, as the Bible teaches in many places. The United States of America exalts fools and folly. Actors and actresses, the most lascivious and least productive members of society, are called stars. Grown men playing children's ball games are worshipped as heroes. Rap is called music and allowed on the airwaves. Picasso is hailed as an artist. University students are polled for opinions. Gambling is accepted as a legitimate vacation. Sodomy is called gay and adultery is called an affair. Comedians are a profession. Bonnie, Clyde, Jane, and Marilyn are celebrities for crime, sedition, and adultery. Sitcoms dominate prime time. Children mock and rebel against parents. The Beatles, the clanging merchants of drugs and fornication that they were, are made rich and memorialized. Fraternities are hotbeds of drunkenness and whoredom. Performing artists rail on government policy. Beavis and Butthead actually aired for five years. Is it any wonder that maturity once expected in the teen years is now missing at 30? Is it any wonder that a typical American conversation is centered on movies or sports? These are the two most worthless thieves of conscience and time in the nation. Jokes in the pulpit are common. Heterosexual and married parents without a divorce are nearly gone. An April Fool's Day is a national delight. Folly has been dignified in America, and the rest of the world rushes to copy the West. Solomon would be horrified. God is angry. It is even more ridiculous to allow servants the right to question, control, or punish princes. Authority 
and submission to authority are absolutely essential for the success of a state or any other institution. If rebellion against authority is allowed, then anarchy at all levels and in all spheres of authority will soon follow. The present disorder and dysfunction in America's schools, homes, and other institutions are observable proofs of this result. Employees, whether hired or owned, are called servants in the Bible. Employers, whether paying or owning, are called masters. Magistrates in civil government are called princes in the Bible. King Solomon, the wisest man ever, committed his life to the analysis of what is good and right for humanity. Fools being exalted, the rich being despised, princes being forced to comply with those under their rule, and servants taking advantage of princes, all sickened him. When listing things that trouble society and are truly unbearable, he included servants with authority or influence. Where does this folly begin? He observed that this terrible error came from rulers allowing it to occur. It is the fault of leaders for allowing their authority, or authority in general, to be questioned, resisted, or overthrown. And this applies to all five authority structures that we meet in life, beginning with parents, moving to husbands, to masters, to pastors, and to civil rulers. Only the military in America has preserved a little authority, and that for obvious reasons. What about America? Listen to some of the words of her founding documents. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The truth is, rather, that their Creator has made great differences in human ability, offices, and purposes, and this Creator has assigned specific responsibilities to all men, including the securing of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for the righteous and wise only. Fools do not deserve any of the three blessings. Consider further from her documents. Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Without some serious qualifications, this statement is the basis for anarchy, for it teaches that rebellion and revolution are justified whenever you want leaders that will better serve your personal wishes. Where does such a philosophy lead? It protects labor unions, which are conspiratorial and seditious efforts of servants, that is, employees, to overthrow princes, owners, and managers. This is downright rebellion and revolution. The servants, unable to grasp reality, do not realize that without the authority, creativity, courage, and capital of princes, they would be reduced to huts, garden vegetables, or rabbits from the woods. The prosperity of a capitalistic society results from princes having their authority, creativity, courage, and capital protected from such ignorant thugs. But America has institutionalized rebellion in its labor unions. Thankfully, one American prince would not tolerate it. In August of 1981, President Ronald Reagan 
fired over 11,000 air traffic controllers that had walked off their jobs to demand more wages for less work. Fewer replacements did a better job, even with increasing air traffic. Of course, the strikers were base and rebellious servants without regard for national laws, economic and safety concerns of others, or their already excessive wages. Authority must be restored and promoted at all levels in all spheres, or America will continue to decline morally and economically. This must begin in the home, where God's laws must be exemplified and taught. Wives must obey and reverence their husbands. Children must obey and honor their parents. The father must honor his employer, his pastor, and the rulers of his government. Are these old-fashioned ideas? Indeed. The old paths of God's word. See Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16 and Jude chapter 1 and verse 3. What will you personally do to promote wisdom over folly? You should not give delight to a fool because he does not deserve it. Joy will further corrupt his perverse heart and it will encourage his folly. You should instead punish and rebuke the fools that you meet with in life and avoid them. What will you do to promote God's ordained authority? Will you submit cheerfully and fully to those God has placed over you, whether parent, husband, employer, pastor, or civil government? Do you defend those in authority, regardless of differences with them and the rebels that oppose them? You can make a difference. Amen.